0: Here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley.
1: Hello, welcome to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. I'm your host, Dr. James J.C. Cooley. We got a powerful show coming your way today. You, hey, uh, we got this young lady. She's been on the show several, several times and a very important uh, individual to uh, myself and uh, Michelle. And uh, I tell you what, uh, this this young lady that's coming on the show today uh, is, you know, just extremely wonderful, uh, best-selling authors. I mean, she just do it all, but she's going to talk to us about a topic that's so dear to us because, uh, we all have loved ones. We all experience losses. We all experience a lot of different things in life. And sometimes we don't know how to react, or what to do or what to say, uh, several, or whatever, whatever, whatever. So we got this young lady on that's going to, uh, Help us resolve all of those issues and and tell us about some of the great things you're doing. But I can't even start the show without bringing on the exec producer and also the co-host, Dr. Michelle Cooley. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. And yes, we've had this guest on the show multiple times and she's always bringing a wealth of knowledge on the show. And, you know, um, the title of the show is um, saying the right thing when you don't know what to say. And sometimes you don't know what to say. Um, it doesn't have to be tragedy. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, people going through stuff and you try to find the cliche words to give them hope or to comfort them. But sometimes those cliche words may backfire and they don't want to hear it. Sometimes silence, is the best in just listening. So we're going to talk about, you know, um, this topic. So we're really excited to have her back on the show.
1: You know, I, I, I believe that we all have been in those type of situations, Michelle, where uh, we, I call it dumbfounded for words or afraid that you're going to say the wrong thing or even make the situation worse. That's why we need uh, uh folks like Paula, therapist, that's uh out to, Help resolve some of those things and just bring to our attention uh, some of the things that we can do. So, Michelle, uh, if you already introduced the title of the show, can you talk about the purpose of the show and introduce this absolutely wonderful guest? Box?
2: Yes, well, uh, we're having a conversation with Life Transitions Coach, Grief Specialist, Best Selling Author, Keynote Speaker, and Media Host Paula Shaw. She's always talking about improving our communication skills and learn how to connect more with those around us um, who are going through things. Learning how to effectively process our emotions and be there for those who need our support. And ten areas that impact and influence a person's ability to know what to say when somebody is sad. And talk about bridges beyond grief. So let's talk a little bit about Paula Shaw today. Uh, For more than 25 years, she's been dedicated to helping people navigate the stress of change and challenge using mind, body tools, and techniques. She's a founding member of the Association for Comprehensive Energy Psychology. She strongly believes that the tools and methods of this field can shortcut meaningful change and help people get their lives on track and move in the desired direction more quickly than traditional methods. She's just launching here her all-inclusive coaching program, Bridges Beyond Grief, a customized approach that walks each individual through the challenges of loss and change and helps them find a vibrant, satisfying life of purpose and joy. Uh, like I said, she's authored several books, including Chakras, The Magnificent Seven, Grief, and Will This Pain Ever End? And Saying the Right Thing When You Don't Know What to Say. Please welcome back to the show, Miss Paula Shaw. <laughs>
3: Hi guys! <laughs> How you doing,
1: Paula? You know, it's it's always an absolute pleasure having you on the show because you know we go way back. Oh we yes, back.
3: we do. Actually,
1: uh, we the go very you,
3: gave,
1: <laughs> you gave me my first start in in uh, radio and 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 what's led to television and everything. So I owe the world to you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. And plus, not just that, but uh, the things that that you have been doing all, ever since I know. You know, a grief coach, working with folks, helping people put things back together. Mm-hmm. I mean, just uh easing a lot of the pain that many of us are, are experiencing or are going to experience or already have experienced. Uh so yeah. Paula, for our viewers and our listeners that have not seen you on the show before and have not seen your show, can you tell them a little bit more about you and uh what what makes you click?
3: Oh, what makes me click? What a fabulous question, Jay-Z. <laughs> um, you know, it occurred to me recently that somebody said, how was your day? And I, and my day had been filled with doing a service project for my rotary group and then working with a couple of clients and, and then doing another thing that was of service. And I realize that's what really lights me up. You know, I'm really sure that's what I came to the planet to do, to bring some kind of knowledge. Because I think my my work, where my expertise is in grief, loss, life transitions, change. You know, as I've said many times, humans have a love-hate relationship with change we absolutely must have it or we would die of boredom and we wouldn't ever grow, but we hate the discomfort of the unfamiliar. So I feel like my role is to help people get comfortable with the unfamiliar so they can get back into their life and feel joy and vitality and meaning and purpose. And that's what I really love doing most.
1: Wow. You know what, Paul, I got to say, uh, uh, you have an, a, you're you a beautiful as ever, as always. <laughs> Thank 20, you. Not one second. And I believe that you're not worrying about mm. anything, you're not having all the pressure. Be, being able to release, being able to talk to others will kind of help keep you young and keep you from being stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk about that a little bit? Well,
3: first of all, may I say that one of my favorite moments whenever I do your show, JC, is when you refer to me as this young lady. <laughs> At 73, those words are golden anytime you hear somebody say them, So thank you for that. Um, no, I do not live a stress-free life. You know, none of us really do. But there is one area that I do have a certain level of confidence, and that is feeling that I really know how to have a conversation with somebody in emotional pain. Because, you know, being a therapist, you better get good at that or you're not going to be doing your work for very long. And especially in doing the work to write my book, which is what we were calling the title of the show, Saying the Right Thing, or <laughs> holding it without the glare is hard, Saying the Right Thing When You Don't Know What to Say. I actually wrote that book because... I just could not hear one more client say, nobody brought it up. Nobody came by. Nobody talked about my loss. You know, and, and at first that was shocking news. But after hearing it over and over again and exploring the circumstances, I realized exactly why that was happening. And it wasn't because nobody had good, caring friends or good, caring family. It was because those good, caring people, for a variety of reasons, felt inept, didn't know exactly what to say or do when somebody was in agony, was in severe emotional pain. And so what happens is a million excuses come up, a million things we have to do so we can't go by, we can't make the call, we can't be there to support them. And may I say to your listeners, what hurting people need most is support. They may not need words even, but support. You heard the most touching story on a podcast and what this meant. And this was a very famous author and he lost his daughter and she was like 18, 19. And a friend of his showed up on the doorstep the next day with groceries and said, I'm not coming in. You don't have to talk to me. But I'm here with some supplies for you. And I'll be out here on the porch just being here and supporting you. And if you should at any point want to talk, I'm here. But you don't need
1: to. Hold that thought, Paul. Hold that thought. We're going to take a station break. Okay. I'm going to pick it up from there with the groceries and guys. Because sometimes uh, that's all it takes to bring and happiness to others so I tell you what, what's your platform that you're watching us on or uh, you know if you're listening to us on the radio if you want to be part of the conversation I you do it down 1-877-344-1170 that's the answer of San Diego uh, AM 1170 the answer FM 96.1 I tell you what it's your life and we're going to be
4: back shortly after the break Hi, I'm Todd Pyrrhic, the producer of The James Cooley Show. It's your life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet,
0: by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution.
5: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
4: Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley.
1: Welcome back to the James Cooley show. It's your life. And I tell you, you got this absolutely fantastic. Uh, host of my, uh, my, my good friend, Paula Shaw, been doing some great things for a long time. And her books are absolutely wonderful, especially the one that we're talking about today. Uh, and we don't dive off into that one, but Paula, you was talking about, uh, you know, a person that had just lost a daughter and, one of his friends showed up at the door with groceries and said, Oh, I don't need to come in and chat. I just want to make sure that you're okay. And can, can you pick it up from there?
3: Sure. I, I was just saying that hurting people need support. And too often we don't show up because of our own discomfort. We're not sure we know the right way to talk to them. We're not sure we know how to support. We think maybe they just need to be alone. And trust me, even when people say they need alone, we don't heal in isolation. We heal best with support. Sometimes that support is just somebody sitting next to us while we watch a movie. It doesn't have to be constant dialogue. but. People who have a lot of pain building up inside need to get it out. And we do that best with conversation. But remember, a conversation with somebody in that kind of pain might also include tears. And that's where sometimes the problems come in. People don't know what to do with other people's emotionality.
1: You know, and Paula, that's why, you know, one of my sayings, and I talked about it on your show, is even going through pain, even going through any type of situation and circumstances, sometimes it requires us to use what I call the CCU rule. Uh, the C? The CCU. <laughs> uh, the first C is, you know, a person is going, they need guidance, they need this, they need that. Regardless mm-hmm. of the sometimes you have to just coach them through it. Just yeah. you know, coach them. I mean, just get them guy and say, have you thought about this? Have you mm-hmm. thought about that? Now, you just mentioned the other C when you're saying this no one really wants to be in isolation i to truly be in isolation when they're doing it, but we all see it. Sometimes, you know, they, we just have to be just listen to what they got to say. Let them get it out. Let them cry. Let them do whatever that is. Yes. Um, you know, so that's, chap, that's the chaplain portion you know, of the coach. Uh, (laughs) Child, and sometimes, um, I believe that we all get uh, outrageous through our mental thoughts and want to hurt ourselves and want to do this and want to do that because we're going through the agony and we're going through the pain. And we, and sometimes, as a friend, you have to step in, like, Hold up, you're out of line right there. No, we don't need to go there. You have to be the um, umpire. Get to call the balls and strikes and help them get back on the right track. Oh, what are your thoughts on them? Because you brought that up and you he, triggered me to, uh, uh, to go in depth through my CCU process.
3: I love the CCU <laughs> process. That's very very cool and and right on, absolutely spot on. Because you know we know that people who are in pain need to talk. Whether And and let's remember, this isn't just about the loss of death. This is about loss of a job, loss of a boyfriend, loss of health. There are so many different kinds of loss that people need to process. And truly, one of the best ways we humans process is to be able to speak to another human. And so this idea of, yes, being the coach encouraging them and not. Oh, what's the word I I hate, you know, like not lecturing, not teaching them. They're not in a position for lecturing or teaching, but the coach aspect, the encouragement, the, you know, helping them know what path to take, you know, the umpire coming in and yeah, that was good. No, that doesn't work. But I think having an open heart. And I'm so delighted you brought up that word, listen, JC, because that's the core of the whole thing. I mean, I also think, it. I often think it's very ironic that my book is entitled saying the right thing when you don't know what to say. But one of the biggest points in the book is listen, be present and listen. And, and I mean, Head present, heart present, you're not making the grocery list for tomorrow, you're not thinking about what you got to do after you leave this person's presence. You are right there with them because something magical happens energetically when you are really tuned in, when you're really listening. First of all, I think you always do say the right thing when you're really listening because there's this heart to heart connection. And the other thing is the person feels the energy of that listening. They feel your heart there and they can open up much more easily and and say the things they need to say.
1: Wow, well put, well put. You know, but all the many of us, um, we are afraid To come around, especially our loved ones, people that we care about, because we don't know what to say. We don't know how to say it. Your book breaks down all of the, I think you have about 10 steps and breaks down every portion of me. You started out by being present, being present, being there. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's support right there, I believe and that shows that hey I, I don't know what you're going through at least i I mean i can imagine but really we don't know what's going, what another person is actually going through but we can be there to support them mm-hmm. and we can be there to help out as much as we can but i believe that we also have to think cognitively Uh, meaning that you just don't say something just to be saying it right Right.
3: that's that's a very interesting point you made jc because it's a fine line between thinking cognitively but still staying heart-based so before i go into into that Let's talk about those 10 things that you were mentioning that I talk about in the book that are some of the things, not certainly not all, but some of the major things that separate people and that make it hard to know what to say to certain people. So those things are, number one, family experiences. What did you experience? What were you taught growing up? Family values and beliefs. Those impact how you think. Whatever your family thought was right, that's what you think is right. And so that may be very different from the way the family down the street was operating. Societal norms and values, those impact how we think and how we what ideas we have about how you're supposed to act or respond when there's pain in your life. Cultural expectations impact our thoughts and behaviors. Cultural practices. There was a time when if someone you love died, you wore black, maybe for a year, or a black armband. That was a cultural practice. But that may be very different in a different practice or in a different culture, excuse me. Um, Personal beliefs certainly impact how we think. For example, if it's my belief that when you're really sad and grieving, you should be you should cry softly, you know, you shouldn't make a scene. But now my friend who let's say is of a of an origin where they wail or they're much more expressive in their grief, I might have a little difficulty in communicating with this friend because they're doing things in a way I didn't think you were supposed to do them. So we got to keep that open mind when we're trying to help others. Then there's also personal life experiences, personal values, peer expectations, and also prior traumatic experiences. All of those things are going to impact what I and you think you should say or do. With a person who's in emotional pain.
1: Hold that thought. Because you know <laughs> we got to take a patient break.
3: Okay. Uh-huh.
1: But I want to get back to this. This is so interesting. And I tell you. Whichever platform that you are watching us uh, on. All you have to do is go to the comments. Ask any person that you might have. Or pick up the phone. That one is 7344. 1170. A.M. 1170. Answer we'll see
4: shortly after the break there's much truth in a journey that ain't over yet as all of us journey through life's precious gift of time just like I have. Hi, I'm Todd Pirick, the producer of The James Cooley Show. It's your life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must listen for anyone who thinks they're stuck in life or needs to understand that their current situation is not their final destination country boy city boy a journey that ain't over yet is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to become an overcomer because a bigger better and more impactful life awaits you get the new audio version of his book country boy city boy a journey that ain't over yet by dr james cooley on
0: amazon or wherever books are sold
4: Hi, I'm Todd Purick, the producer of The James Cooley Show. It's your life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego The Answer Streaming at theanswersan Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley.
1: Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley show, It's Your Life. And I, I tell you, I was getting off into uh, Paul explaining the 10 different points of view that she writes in, in her book, uh, saying the right things when you don't know what to say. Um, and just like I know many of you have been in that situation, some of you are in that situation. And we have to prepare to be able to go through that situation because life, we don't know it's expected. It changed daily. That, Therefore, if I believe that we should listen to this young lady, right? You know, I do call her young. Look at her. She says she's 73 years old. I don't think she any older than 40. I mean, I don't know what she's using. I don't know what it is. Uh, but she <laughs> needs to follow that and, and make sure we all get some of it. You know, so uh, <laughs> hey, Paula, you was explaining and uh, you was going through, I think you were on step three Uh, somewhere, around. I'm not sure exactly which step in the book Uh, but uh, I want to pick it up from there Uh,
3: Well actually what we were talking about the different areas of our lives that create different ways that we perceive and respond to life and to people in our lives and so there were 10 areas that I discussed and you know it's all of the kinds of things that you would think it's how you were raised, who raised you, what are the beliefs, was there religion involved? Um, what are the practices that you value? What are your thoughts about life, how we're supposed to live it? You know, all these things impact us. And, and we all had different kinds of upbringing. Even if you grew up on the same street and you went to the same church and the same school and all of that as somebody else, their parents still had different things that were spoken about in the home, different things that were taught. And so uh, all of those things impact how we think stuff should happen and how we think things should be done and what should be said and what should not be said. And so remember, I don't even know the percentage, but we all know. A big percentage of our life day-to-day happens on an intellectual level, right? Most people go into the office, they're talking about the task at hand, they're talking about the game they saw last night, (coughs) excuse me, sharing stories about their children. This is mostly head stuff. But when somebody's hurting, now we're talking heart stuff. And remember, the head is intellectual. The heart is emotional. And when we're emotional, sometimes the head isn't involved at all, right? In fact, science even tells us that emotion happens with the right side of the brain and intellect is on the left. So those two things don't even live together. And one of the challenges I have as a therapist is taking somebody who's primarily working in the right side of their brain with the emotion and helping them to be able to integrate the left side of the brain so that they can find some logical solutions and thoughts that are helpful. You referred to that earlier, JC, when you were talking about the coaching and the umpire.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, let me bring something else, another one of my philosophies. and, uh, uh, And you just talked about that one it's all depending on how you was raised and how and, and, rego- and everybody's different. Um, mm-hmm. to my, um, different, and but uh, you mentioned about church. You mentioned about a lot of these type of things. I can only speak for myself. Um, you know, I was you, you know my story of uh, a uh, born a uh, uh, seven to ten kids by mm-hmm. a mother that had six different fathers of her kids, but never was married. And she she had 10 kids. She couldn't afford to take care of everybody. So she picked two of them to send to, to my aunt and uncle and grandma in Alabama. And life changed dramatically from where I was at in the projects, um, um, growing up with uh, 10 and uh, nine other siblings, yeah. to going to Alabama, where if we thought we were poor in the projects, we was extremely poor in the country, however, the the, the things that you grow, up what's instilled in you, your beliefs, your thoughts, it brings up, and you mentioned emotions, mm-hmm. uh, intellect, but I also, also add the will. I call it the E, you know, the emotion, your intellect, and your will. What's instilled in you, uh, you know, values, Core values uh, is also how you're going to see things in life. If, if you're going to church every day, which we had to go six days, seven days a week, wow. uh, instilled in us, uh, getting up or work at you had to, to go grab the eggs, you had to go do this, you had to do that, you had to get, or get the water from the well, all of these type of things that incurs in and then in, instilled in you work at this, and also instill in you values, and also instill in you love, and also instills in you uh, how you treat others and understanding how these types of things are. So I understand that extremely well. Uh, your emotions, yeah, you you react when you're doing the emotion. I mean, you, whatever, you just react. Your intellect, it's kind of like having... Uh, the green gown one shoulder, red gown the other one, and that's uh, your, your your intellect, and they fight among each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Your
1: is your values, uh, E I W, and the way that you explained the only thing you didn't mention was the was the will, because that's what values uh, is all about, and that's yeah. where we formulate our thoughts and opinion, and uh, on how we should react. At least I did. Mm-hmm. Um, others, mm-hmm. when they go through tragedies, when they go on through not just tragedy, but anything, uh, just like you mentioned, a loss of a girlfriend, a loss of a job, the loss of all of these type of things, all of these things I believe plays a major role in being able to cope uh, with certain things that's mm-hmm. is or. Uh, looking at others as you see them experience these type of things. Can you talk about that a little bit?
3: You know, you just gave a perfect example, I think, of one of the points I've been trying to make. I do know you personally, JC, and now hearing this story of you going to this country life, and, you know, we've talked about that many times before, um, my guess would be, that when you were sad or any of your siblings or family were sad, people put their arms around them, gave them a big hug, maybe patted them a little bit and just said, don't worry, honey, everything's going to be all right. There was a lot of physical support As and, and if you started crying, that was okay. Nobody was shocked because your people were more emotional people, more physical but let's say now you have a, a a good friend, maybe somebody you were in the military with, who was from a part of the world where they practiced more what we call stiff upper lip, you know, or a very conservative, controlled way of being. If that person watched you and your family supporting each other they might just be floored, you know, like, whoa, what are they doing? You know, they're not being proper. They're not being appropriate (laughs) because that's their perspective. So you see what I'm saying? For you, there's a certain kind of support that would feel good. If you come home feeling awful and Michelle was just very reserved and didn't give you a hug and say, hey, baby, what's going on? you would think something was very wrong. But different kinds of people with different kind of upbringing would expect a sit-down and maybe an intellectual conversation and not the same kind of thing that we've talked about here.
1: Wow. You know, <laughs> uh, we, we got a, a question, kind of like a question from Joshua Goldsmith, uh, listening to the show, who says, Hi there. How would you say a narcissist?" Personality disorder develops. (laughs) Thank you. Personality Uh, disorder. Kind of like a a, a controlling um, uh, disorder.
3: Oh. um, oh. Sort of a person we might refer to jokingly as a control freak. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) We've all known them. (laughs) You know, strangely enough, the, the, Way that kind of thing evolves in a people is when their world has been so out of control and that out of control situation caused trauma. For example, an alcoholic father who was unpredictable after he got drunk. That kind of traumatic experience over and over again might cause a person to really want to be in control of people around them, of the things happening, and particularly the behaviors around them. So I hope that's helpful, Joshua. <laughs> hey,
1: Josh, if that didn't answer, Cliff, come back on and ask. Uh, you you, you kind of got me on that one, Josh. You know, I'll tell you what, Paul, we got to take a station break. Okay, yeah, I already know the Yeah, you know the gotta take a station break. And i tell you, I am enjoying this conversation. And i tell you, this is the person, if you need help, whatever that is, you want to reach out to him immediately. <laughs> if you want to be part of the conversation I'll you do it. Go to the comments. Ask any question that you might have. I promise you, we'll get you an answer. Pick up the phone, dial 1-877-344-1170. It's your life, and we'll be back shortly after the break.
0: There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley.
5: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The Answer. Streaming at theanswersandiego.com
4: life is a series of circles and cycles phases and stages these are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life you can either ignore them or embrace them welcome to the James Cooley show it's your life Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker author, military veteran and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity it's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow now here's the host of It's Your Life Dr. James Cooley
1: Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley show, It's Your Life. And I tell you, Paula, you're an amazing person. I, I don't know how you're able to break things down the way that you're do, doing this, where it's, it makes sense to everybody. And everybody feel that, they, that they, uh, they're they listening. Now, wow, yeah, that's that's how it should be done. That's, I, I didn't think about it that way, but I will from here on out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so... Good.
3: That's why we're here, right?
1: (laughs) That's why why we're here. And, uh, you know, I tell you, uh, it's just so amazing when you have therapists uh, that's able to uh, share those ideas and share some of the things that we don't normally talk about and we don't even think about until we find ourselves in situations like that. I'm going to pick it up with that.
3: Okay. Whoa. That that means I can go in a lot of directions. Well, you know what, J.C., this might be a good place to talk a little bit about a new kind of a coaching approach that I'm using because I've realized that everybody's grief is unique and everybody's circumstances are unique And so what I'm doing in in my program, Bridges Beyond Grief, is I'm kind of individualizing the work for each person. So we aren't just necessarily doing a session each week and then let's see how it goes. You know, it's going to be customized for each client because maybe one client needs a little call for five minutes every morning or a text giving them encouragement or a workbook. You know, there are different ways of working with different people. And I think this is going to be much more kind of like uh, your, your grief coach in your pocket. You know, whenever you need them, you can shoot a text and say, Hey, do you have five? Or can we do this in the next one? And I think, It's going to give me a fun opportunity to do things in a much more individual, customized way. And it's going to be so much better for the grieving client or the client. Now, we're not just talking grieving because of some serious loss. We're talking clients who are dealing with life transitions. That might be a move to a new city. It might be a new job. It might be marriage, you know. Life transitions just mean we're changing from one place we were in one way we were living to something else. And as I said in the beginning, that's not always comfortable for humans because we love the comfort of the familiar. So those will be a lot of my clients too. People, maybe somebody got a big, huge job and now they're taking on new responsibilities or sold their company and now they want to find meaning in their lives. So I'm excited about working with these kinds of people, too, because they're dealing with change. Just like we said in the beginning, loss always creates change.
1: Yeah, so change. You, you talk about uh, the, the new uh, philosophy of when are you kicking this off? And how can people get in touch with you and be a part of this? And, uh, and just yeah. share in the experiences.
3: We are, it will be out there for real by March 1st. But already people are seeing the videos, seeing the information. All they got to go to is bridgesbeyondgrief.com. And you'll see a webinar explaining a lot of the things, explaining how I work, explaining why I'm doing this. And people, even as soon As this week, if they want to book A call and jump on and get Information, there's It's all complimentary, they can chat With me, we can look at their situation And see if Working with me is something that They feel is a good fit
1: I love the idea uh, Do you plan on bringing That back to uh, radio and television Podcasts Or, or just uh, just webinar
3: Well Think <laughs> that may be something that I have given a lot of thought to. I have to tell you, getting ready for doing your show today just reminded me how much my show's been on hi- hiatus. Um, Change It Up has been on hiatus, and I really miss. I miss doing this. I miss having the opportunity to bring information to people that is going to really help them in their daily lives. So, yeah, I love the idea of Bridges Beyond Grief being a podcast. I think you may have planted a seed, J.C. Cooley.
1: Well, <laughs> you, you know, we miss you, Paula, uh, being on the air, being on the airways. And just like I always told you, you know, you, you gave me my first opportunity. Yes, you did. Um, if I can be of any help, you already know I'm I'm there for you. You know, I so,
3: do know that. I do know that. And I know your number and I will be calling.
1: <laughs> hey Paula, so you're doing so many other things. And you mentioned the Rotary Club. And I, I miss the Rotary Club. I miss coming to you. Uh, uh, yeah. The Rotary Club, speaking, and doing all, all the things.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and a lot of people, you mentioned service before self. Yes. And that's what Being a coach, being a counselor, being all of these things is trying to connect that uh, we all have a duty, not just a civic civic duty, but we have a duty to ourselves to be the best that we can be and to reach out and bring what the thing called love and hope uh, to our communities. And uh, your Rotary Club. Rancho Santa Fe Rotary Club is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I, I just miss. I miss you guys a lot, uh, mm-hmm. and I miss the things that uh, you all are doing. Uh, but can you tell uh, our viewers and listeners why it's so important to be a part of something uh, in the communities or uh, community that you are bringing help and joy? And when people experience these type of issues or concerns uh, why being a part of an organization that you believe in that you trust is important
3: well I think you and I and many people we know are very blessed very blessed and we're grateful for that And, and like you said when you're blessed you have a responsibility to share those blessings or to reach out and try to help in some way and Rotary's motto as you mentioned is service above self and i love that and and it gives us a great opportunity to reach out into the community to find different areas that's how i met you right because we were supporting your foundation and we want to find different areas where we have a passion where we really want to help you know i I've done work with One Safe Place, which is an amazing place that provides services for people who've been through abuse and human trafficking. Um, one of my Rotary buddies, now Amy Scruggs, who you've had on the show, and I hope we'll have again, we're now working with nonprofits to train them how to be more visible in the media, how to reach out to people and be and, and present their message in a way that will get them the funding they need, and also the visibility they need to grow their nonprofits or grow their memberships. We're also doing that very work with rotary people. So it's you know what we really want to grow out there in the world is groups like Rotary where people are there to come together and be of service. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, Voice for Heroes is the nonprofit that Amy and I have that's reaching out to other nonprofits. And our goal is to help them without charging them. So we will raise the funding to take care of our costs, but reach out to people who need that help to grow their visibility and their funding.
1: We got a message out that I think, was just a couple of days ago, Paul, I don't know if you know, to Amy. And we just waiting on Amy to get back in touch with us. Oh, <laughs> <You know? okay. laughs> i I'll... Uh, But I, I miss Amy. She is so wonderful. She's uh, great. And, she uh, and so we're hoping that uh, she accepts our invitation. And, uh, I'm again, sure. So <laughs> you know? Yes. You know I'm so sure. many great things. We're down to the last two minutes of the show. Um, Paula, I want you to please tell our viewers and listeners, again, how can they get in touch with you? How can they set up an appointment with you? How can they? Yeah.
3: They can either, the the easiest way is either go to paulashaw.com or bridgesbeyondgrief.com. And do I have just a minute, JC, to give them the five steps of a successful Comforting conversation?
1: I I, I think uh, Kevin would give us that minute, I hope. He's he listening right now.
3: Oh, <laughs> right. The first thing, set the right intention. Don't go in there to lecture or teach. Support and comfort. Secondly, be present, like we were saying. Be right there, head and butt in the same place. Third <laughs> thing, come from that mindset of just wanting to comfort and support. Don't try to change them or lecture them. Fourth thing, listen. We talked about that. And fifth, when it's appropriate, respond briefly from the heart, not the head. When people are in pain, they need your humanity, not your database.
1: Wow. Hey, Paula, as <laughs> always, you know, you got an open the invitation to the show. Thank I you. want to thank you so much uh, for taking the time. Uh, the company. Uh, please get in touch with Amy Squeeze her arm a little bit We're mm-hmm. waiting to hear from her so I want to thank you I want to thank Dr. Michelle Cooley For putting together another Absolutely fantastic show i like to thank KCBQ AMM from the Amside Seminole and they go After 96 Amside Out of San Diego I'd like to thank Kevin Uh, and his team for always being great producers most importantly I'd like to thank our viewers and listeners for tuning in to the James We'll be back tomorrow tomorrow same time same place but always dream big think big and be big
0: at everything you do we'll see you tomorrow
4: thanks for joining us for the james cooley show it's your life to learn more about dr james cooley and how you can support the show or become a guest visit cooleyfoundation.org join james for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow this has been it's your life with dr james cooley where you learn how to dream big think big and be big in everything you do